podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon. I'm Andrew. And we are here this week to talk to you about Men in Black. Men in Black. Men in Black. Okay. We, we need to talk about that song. Galaxy we'll talk about it later. I, so we should... <laughs> I thought about this in the shower this morning. That we should do an intro song that's like... Pop culture footnotes, yeah. Footnotes, <laughs> Recapping yeah. books and movies. I, I love know. it. We could have made something up. It's okay. We can stop right now and restart. And restart. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that song. But uh, before we get started on Men in Black, we wanted to share a little bit of pop culture news. So, Shannon, what you got? Well, can I talk about the good place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. So the good place is going to end after season four. And when I initially saw this news, I had some expletives ready to describe NBC's executives. And then I read that it was Michael Scherz's decision to end it after season four, which makes me feel a little bit better about it. That they have at least, he was like, we've had an arc planned and this is the natural end to it yeah. and we don't want to stretch it out beyond what the story should be it Which does I think it does feel sense. like <sighs> yes. and and it does feel like that narratively like there's it does feel like it's building to a good conclusion as yeah. opposed to pulling I mean, there are other shows other than this, but I call it pulling an office, which is going well oh, gosh, past. Yeah. When Three you seasons have. past, some yes. might say. Me, I say that. <laughs> going well <laughs> past when you should have wrapped up. Yeah. And yeah, I. It, it's difficult to recapture lightning in a bottle. So, like, it, it's a premise that you could continue with with the new cast, but the cast is what makes it so great. So yeah. I think it. Well, and because the show has done so well reinventing itself each season, I yeah. thought it could go on longer. But there is like, there's only so many times you can do that. And there successful. is a goal. I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen The Good Place. But like, there is an end game to this yeah. that's going to have to happen eventually. Yep. So. Yep. yep. And it will be. I saw a tweet that said it will go down. With it ending in season four, it will likely go down as one of those TV shows that never had a bad season. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very, Hopefully. very, very rare territory for television shows. I just want more cheaty. Needs <laughs> <laughs> to be on other things. Yep, totally. Uh, Andrew, what do you got? Um, so the trailer for Onward uh, was released this week. Uh, it's the new Disney Pixar movie. Um, it looks to be, um, if you remember that Netflix movie that Will Smith was in, Bright. It looks like a fun version of that. Um, I don't remember that movie. What movie was that? That's where Will Smith lives. He's a cop, but he's in a fantasy world where there's orcs and trolls and all this kind of stuff. And his oh, partner, that that movie? yeah, <laughs> and his part, his partner is an orc, and there's orc racism and all this kind of stuff. But it's like gritty and real. This looks like like the movie you should make with a universe like that, where it's fun. Yeah. Like that's what it looks like. So yeah, second Netflix. Cool. Um, but it looks really good. Tom Holland uh, voices the main character. Tom Holland's in everything now, apparently. Um, <laughs> As he should be. Um, yeah. Chris Pratt is also in it, also in everything now. Um, Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Octavia Spencer are also going to be providing voices. So um, looks like it could be a real fun time. There's, it's like the modern day, but with mystical elements. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, unicorns have turned into raccoons, apparently. <laughs> so I'm all about that. Um, I'm down for that. <laughs> Cool. Trash pandas. Did you want to talk about Star Wars Battlefront as well? Oh, not Battlefront. Um, it's so like an hour before we started recording this, um, 
EA dropped some footage in ahead of e, of E3, which is the uh, gaming expo that happens in LA every year, which is ton of gaming a ton of gaming news for the coming year and, and future projects and stuff. They released some gameplay footage from their new Star Wars game, which is called uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It looks to be set in the time before Rogue One because Saw Gerrera is in the video game. Um, from Rogue One, for I don't think Forrest Whitaker's voicing, but uh, they have his model in the game and stuff like that. Um, and it looks really cool. Um, I'm very excited for it. EA's had a really bad track record with Star Wars video games. Um, so I'm excited for it, but cautiously so. I'm not going to pre-order it because pre-ordering games is a terrible idea. And if you're within the sound of my voice, do not do it. Um, please, I'm begging you, don't pre-order games. Um, wait until they've patched them and fixed them. Um, but it looks, it looks really good. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. You get a little droid buddy who sits on your back, um, who will hack into things for you. Cute mm-hmm. little droid buddy. Um, but it looks really cool. Yeah. Cool. Any other news we want to talk about? There's mm-hmm. a new Wonder Woman poster. That's right. There's a new Wonder, Wonder Woman poster. for that movie. Yeah. It's set in the 80s. Wonder I'm cautiously, I'm cautiously excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I do. I do wonder how well the DC universe is essentially kaput at this. Yeah. Because like, because like, <laughs> well, because it's like in Batman v Superman, um, it's like oh Wonder Woman hasn't been seen since World War One, but she also has a movie set in the eighties. I don't know how she's going to do that, and also not be seen. Steve Trevor's back somehow. At least Chris Pine is back. I don't know if he's actually. Steve yeah. Trevor, but Chris Pine is back. He was wasted somehow. on DC. He belongs in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, agreed. There'd be another Chris in the Marvel Universe. Who needs that? I mean, he well, was... All the Chris's should be in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. He wasn't Into the Spider-Verse, though. Chris so. Rock. Oh, Chris Pine yeah. was in Into the Spider-Verse. That is so. true. <laughs> yeah. So Spidey-Bells. Spidey-Bells. <laughs> yep, <laughs> man. Yep. Cool. So good. Any other news? Galaxy's Edge opens. So yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Is, there's a lot of news. You know, walk series of it, and we all want to go. go to there. <laughs> I'm there's torn. Only... I haven't watched anything from it, and I'm like, do I watch that stuff, or do I let myself just be like completely awestruck when I finally go? Well, if you do that, you're more likely to drop 200 bucks on the lightsaber. So I say you get prepared going. <laughs> you can make that decision before yeah. you go into Galaxy's Edge. I will probably decide to buy the lightsaber. <laughs> I want... They said they have an... Is it a BB-8 mug? A pork mug. That was it. Pork yeah. mug. <laughs> there's lots of pork stuff. And some of the footage that I've seen, there's lots of porks oh, yeah. all around. So pork uh, apparently, all the cast members, they're not called cast members like they are in the rest of the park. Mm-hmm. They're called inhabitants. Mm-hmm. And each person has their own backstory. Oh, as to yes! Why, as to why they live there. Because um, it's like an outpost. Huh. It's an actual outpost that exists in the novels. Mm-hmm. Um there's actually a novel set in the Clone Wars that Padme and Anakin go to, and that tavern is also part of the park. Um, and all the employees there have backstories as to why they're there. There's but, a lot of interactive stuff, too. Like, if you have an app, you can hack into things and get backstories on stuff. It's, it's massive. But apparently you can't call children younglings there because that's... Mostly associated with Anakin killing all the younglings. Yeah. Someone noted that they tried to be like, "Oh, like someone said, oh, your kids can go this way, and you meet my younglings." And they were like, "We're not saying that here." <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Interesting. Hmm. 
I have a yeah. daycare there that's like Youngling Roundup or something like that. It's nope. like, oh no. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, cool. All right, well, let's move on to Men in Black then. Um, so let's talk first exposures. Uh, Andrew, what was your first exposure to Men in Black? <laughs> my first exposure to Men in Black, my parents took me and saw it in the theater and it scared the living <laughs> crap out of me. Because it was 1997, so I would have been nine years old. And I was just getting into that thing where I'm, like, interested in adult movies, but not adult movies, but, like, grown-up movies. And, like, we went to it, and it was fun and stuff, but then when the when the bug comes up at the end, bursts out of Vincent D'Onofrio, it scared scary. the heck out of me. Like, I got over it, and it was kind of my first foray into, like, grown-up movies and stuff like that, and, like, I enjoyed it. And my parents actually used Men in Black as a reason to rent Armageddon. They were like, you like Men in Black? I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> when I did, I just didn't want to watch Armageddon. And then it became one of my favorite movies. So. Uh, yeah, I think for me, Men in Black, I didn't see the, any of them until I was in college. And I got my like Netflix subscription. That was like one of the first adult things that I did. I signed up for a Netflix subscription. Back when they were still the discs? Back when it was still the discs. Oh, and I was like going through their library and being like, okay, there are a bunch of movies that I feel like I missed out on as like a kid or as a, a teenager. So that was the first thing I did with my Netflix subscription was I like found all these movies that I had missed, like She's All That. And, oh, uh, sure. And I like rented them from Netflix. I, uh, <laughs> I worked at a Hollywood video at that same time. And uh, we would always be like, Netflix, you have to wait, like, days for it. <laughs> Come here and you can find what you want, like, right here on the shelf. And it's just like, we they, we were trying really hard to be like, we're still relevant, but we were not. So. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Shannon? Yeah, so I know I saw this movie, like, close to when it came out at home, not at the theater, but I'm pretty sure my first brush with this is I distinctly remember my cousin during one of our family reunions playing me Will Smith's album, <laughs> Big Willie Style. Big Willie Style. And Men in Black is on that yeah. album. You know what, now that you mention it, I think that the song might have been my first experience. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was on the radio. Like, Absolutely. It was, it was. big. It you was. never quite know where the MIBs is at, is what I would say. <laughs> I don't know. It, do you guys know? I, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name. Demi, that's one of the two guys that does Gilmore Guys, a podcast where they recap Gilmore Girls now. Mm-hmm. Um, Demi does, like, after the Oscars, he does these, like, fake end credit songs, but he'll take, like, one of the movies, like he did Get Out, and he writes, like, a Will Smith end credit <laughs> song. And it just remind like, for while every movie Will Smith yeah. was in, like, yeah. I also yeah. love Wild Wild West, the song. And he would, you know, have one of these songs at the end, and it would become a huge thing. Can I just say, I love that the recent live-action Aladdin movie went back to that tradition of having oh, Will Smith have a rap. DJ Khaled! <laughs> DJ Khaled! I, I died. I had to go. I will, I will disparage DJ Khaled all oh, okay, I want. Okay, no, that's fine. Oh. I thought you were disparaging no, 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 no. I love oh, that. No. I wanted I wanted that at the end of Suicide Squad. If, if, if Will Smith had wrapped the plot of Suicide <laughs> yes! Squad, it would have been 10 out of 10 <laughs> no. for me. It would have made the whole thing worth it. Yes, abs- no, it absolutely Almost. would have made it worth it. And Chance just walking up with his way in hips, I would have been like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> The first time I heard him do Friend Like Me, my heart hurt a little bit, and then he listened to it a few times, and now I'm, like, running to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah! 
Don't wound me up. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway. I love that song. And I love that Smith's rap. We will talk more about that at the I, I, after we get through the first movie. Oh, I, I do wish that if he had, he had done that for all of his movies, or he put out an album that would retroactively Truly. do it, like the Pursuit of Happiness rap, I would love. Like I would love that more than anything. Yeah. Well, isn't that really just the two of us? <laughs> <laughs> that should have just been the end credit song. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that the end credit? It wasn't the end credit song, I guess. I was thinking of Austin Powers, but it wasn't written for that movie. <laughs> what? Austin Powers? Austin Powers? I've yes, never Dr. seen Austin Evil Powers. Doctor Evil wrapped it with Mini V. That's right. Oh, oh for the spy who shagged me. Oh my god! I forgot about that until this very moment. You're like All Scott, right. but you're not Scott. Oh my god! Anyway. Moving on. So we're going to try to keep this episode fairly short. <laughs> but, but with tangents like this, who knows? Doubt, oh, <laughs> doubtful that we'll oh, do okay. it. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so Men in Black. <laughs> Alright, so the basic concept of Men in Black. So this is a comic book that was adapted into a movie. Whoa. It was a Marvel comic book, right? Not, no, it was, so it was uh, Air, Airline? No, it was um, Shoot. I had it and I was like, I'll remember that. And now... <laughs> I don't. Um, but it was a... Um, it says Malibu Marvel. Yeah, so what happened was it was produced by an independent comic... An independent... Um, oh, Aircell, that was it. It was published by Aircell Comics, which was then bought by Malibu, which was okay. then bought by Marvel. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so was, technically, the Men in Black movies are part of MCU. No, they're not. Because... It can't be, the, because now Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are in it. It's fine. But there was... There, but that, but MIB International was originally going to mash up with the Twenty One Jump Street universe. There what? was going to be a crossover between the Men in Black and Twenty One Jump Street. You know what's silly is that they could easily fold Men in Black into the Marvel universe because, and as we will discuss, basically in the Men in Black movies, Earth becomes like this, like refugee planet for other races. So, Sorry. and I love, I actually love how Tommy Lee Jones explains it in the first movie where it's, uh, you ever seen the movie Casablanca? It's like that, but without the Nazis. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, Earth is basically this place where aliens are, like, refugee aliens come and, like, they get processed and they can either, like, live their life on Earth or they, it's like a waypoint for them trying to get somewhere else. But that actually fits in perfectly with, like, Thor. Can you so, imagine the cleanup after the Avengers, though? Because all of New York saw those aliens. They would be wiping out. Well, that happens in and the that second... Could make, that could really make a lot of sense. That, that happens in the second movie. They ha- The Statue of Liberty is actually a giant denuralizer. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, okay. Neuralizer. So the, it's the been comic, a long time, you guys. <laughs> the comic book was published in 1990. It was only six issues. And in it, uh, the Men in Black organization is actually much more shady than it is in the mo- in the in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually it deals with all paranormal activity, not just aliens, vampires, zombies, <laughs> werewolves, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're regulating it and keeping it from the public. Um, and there is actually a, an agent in uh, MIB who winds up going rogue because he doesn't agree with the control that the MIB is putting on over the stuff. Anyway, it's only six. It's only like six comics long in the mm. original, mm. Um, and then it was adapted um, eventually into the nineteen ninety seven movie. Yep. Um, Which I'm going to talk about. So yeah. I'm actually just going to read the storyline off of IMDb. I feel like that is the best way to capture this. So, um, unbeknownst to other people, there is a private 
private agency codenamed MIB. This agency is some kind of extraterrestrial surveillance corporation, um, which in the movie there. Some kind yes, of? That's, that's, in the, yeah, that's, in the, that's what okay. it says, okay? Um, actually, in the movie, so Will Smith asked, like, what do, like, which agency do we report to? And Tommy Lee Jones is like, none of them. They ask too many questions. And basically, um, he says, like, we're funded by money from patents that we created from alien technology, like Velcro. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this agency. Okay, sorry. Then one of the agency's finest men, only going by the name K, they all only go by a letter of their alphabet, is recruiting for a new addition to the agency. He has chosen James Edwards, played by Will Smith, of the NYPD. Then one day a flying saucer crashes into Earth. This was an alien, a part of the bug race. He takes the body of a farmer, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, and heads to New York. He is searching for a super energy source called the Galaxy. Now agents J and K must stop the bug before it can escape with the galaxy. So, yeah, basically, um, yeah. So, it's, <laughs> that's it. And if you've seen that one, then you've seen the other two. <laughs> but, um, so in this, basically, the MIB, short for Men in Black, they all, you know, wear their suits with their ties and their sunglasses. The black ray um, bands on. Yep. And they walk in shadows, move in silence. Um, <laughs> Guard against right, extraterrestrial right, right. violence. We'll get there. Yes! <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> so we see all these aliens coming to Earth and kind of going through like a customs check. Um, and yeah, you have all these aliens who are basically disguised as humans, um, mostly in New York, but also in other parts of the planet. They're, they mentioned that there are some celebrities who are actually aliens and are under constant surveillance, hence the fact that they're celebrities. Sylvester like, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, Ted Nugent, um, who else? Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Uh, the second movie Dennis is... Dennis Rodman makes so much sense. The second movie says that Michael Jackson is an alien. Yeah. Um, also makes sense. Also makes sense. Um, but yeah, so they're trying to... Uh, at the beginning of the movie, we see Kay, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones, and he has a partner who decides to retire. So they have this little um, metal stick with a light flash on the end that basically erases your memory, and you can set like how much the person forgets, and then you fill it in with like new memories that you kind of give them. It might be the most um, lasting, uh, other than the song, probably the most <laughs> lasting effect on pop culture there is. Like yeah. everybody knows about the neuralizer and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So. Um. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to like mention in this movie other than it like, holds up pretty well. It does. We we rewatched it this week, and yeah, it holds up pretty well. There's not like it's a it's a '90s comedy, but it doesn't have unlike a lot of '90s comedies jokes that you're like, ooh, we can't say that anymore. Yeah. Like that's true. It it holds up surprisingly. I mean, he does shake a dog, which is yeah, great, it does. but but the dog's an alien. Tommy yeah. Lee Jones, Frank the Pug, who yeah. apparently is going to be in the new movie. Because so. he's a, he's also a big part of the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, the sequel is essentially the same thing, except that I say the sequel. There are two, but well, we'll get to the sequel in a minute. Okay, all right. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, other things in here. So there are these. What is it? Four or five aliens that they just call worms. Um, oh yeah, the worms. But yeah, they're like really, I don't know, sassy. I guess um, they don't play major roles in any of the movies, but they're always kind of just there. Would you yeah, say? I, I they were in all the trailers and stuff, they, too, so people associate them a lot with Men in Black. And the second one, they wind up wearing suits, I That's think. That's right. At some point. And <laughs> That's they, right. they 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 uh, house Rosario Dawson for a little bit. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. 
Any other things that we need to talk about? No, not really. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Shalhoub is in it. Briefly. Tony Shalhoub. He's also yeah, in the sequel. Because yeah. the sequel is just the first one again. <clears throat> um, I was going to say, oh, let's look at the awards this one. <laughs> it won an Oscar for Best Makeup. <laughs> it didn't win for Best Song? That is a travesty. I know. It was not even nominated. Oh, boo. I, that, yeah. Yep. Um, but it was nominated for score and art direction. It's got a really good score. Danny yeah. Elfman. Uh, I know, I hate We were actually, Danny like, Elfman. in the movie, we were sitting there going, like, this music is really good. <laughs> so, yeah. It's very Danny Elfman y. It is That's very Danny Elfman y. For sure. Um, but let's talk about that rap song. Um, so, Andrew and I were actually <laughs> talking about it last night. <laughs> we were talking about it last night because. So it goes, here comes the men in black. Wait, 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 wait. We're just going to Okay, just play it. Play. Yep. It. I'm like, I don't even know what part to stop yeah. at. Do you guys okay. remember the music video for Absolutely. this? Absolutely. I don't. As a kid, yes. this is my favorite thing, because at the end, so there's a good, at the end, he's like, let me see you take a walk with me, take a, a walk, walk with, with me. me, and then let me see you just slide with me, just, just slide. And at that part, it's him and an alien, <laughs> and they're both doing the dance moves together, and then the alien goes, whoa. Oh, right. yeah. I didn't have to go back and watch it's, it now. It's so it's good. Amazing. I don't think I've ever seen it. No, it's amazing. But Andrew and I were talking about it last night because I didn't know what the words were after Here Come the Men in Black. And he was singing it. And I was like, are those the words? And he goes, yeah, what did you think they were? I legit, for all these years, thought that it was Here Come the Men in Black, not that you'd remember. Because I was like, well, they have the neuralizer, so it's like, not that you'd remember. Yeah, it's yeah. very passive-aggressive. But, but he was like, it's super passive-aggressive. <laughs> Here come the men of black, not that you'd remember. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, isn't it, because it's Galaxy Defenders. And then, and then, and then won't let, or, um, won't let you Yeah, won't remember. let you remember. Yeah. But I thought it was not, not that you'd you remember. remember. <laughs> uh. It's my birthday, not that you'd remember. Uh. Were you part of the Men in Black or something? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Moving on to the sequel. So, um, I think it's really funny because on IMDb they have the storyline and then they have plot keywords. What and are the plot keywords? Oh, they're fantastic. <laughs> lingerie. Lingerie. Michael Jackson character. Short-haired woman. Calzone. Video conference. Uh, anyway... I feel like that should be an exercise. Here are your plot keywords. Please write <laughs> a script. Okay, or try to, try to guess the movie. Here's your plot keywords. <laughs> guess the movie. That should be a game that you play. Oh, Actually, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah okay. we'll have to do that at some point. We'll have to put that on like Patreon or something. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so here's the storyline according to IMDb. K and J reunite. Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention at the end of the first movie, um, K... Basically explains, he like, I, yeah, he's like, I haven't been training a partner, I've been training a replacement. So he erases Kay's memories, and he, like, goes back to the woman that he was in love with Aww. back when he started. Anyway. 
Um, so in this movie, Kay and Jay reunite, so they bring back his memory, um, to provide our best, last, and only line of defense against a sinister seductress who levels the toughest challenge yet to the MIB's untarnished mission statement, protecting the Earth from the scum of the universe. It's been four years since the alien-seeking agents averted an intergalactic disaster of epic proportions, and now it's a race against the clock as Jay must convince Kay, who not only has absolutely no memory of his time spent with the Men in Black, but is also the only living person left with the expertise to save the galaxy, to reunite with the MIB before the Earth submits to ultimate destruction. They have to use a, uh, <laughs> a bootleg deneuralizer that Tony Shalhoub has to restore Kay's memory. Yep. Um... Because MIB is compromised at one point, mm-hmm. which uh, they they go through it. There's like a bowling ball and all this kind of stuff, and then uh, they're like, "Is he okay? Does he remember?" And Kay shoots Tony Shalhoub's head off, which they do in the original one, and it grows back. And he's like, "You're back." And he goes, "No, I'm not." And he goes, "How'd you know his head would grow back?" And he goes, "It grows back." <laughs> um, so that's like my favorite part of the sequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty great. Well, I say it's pretty great. It's not that great. Yep. Um, I also do want to explain some of these plot keywords. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lauren, um, what is her name? Lauren, Lauren Boyle. She's the, the bad guy in this, but she like is an alien who comes to Earth and like sees so a picture weird. of Laura Flynn Boyle. A lingerie on, ad, yeah. Like a oh, lingerie yes. ad. <laughs> and decides to like mimic her, including the lingerie. So she's like walking around just lingerie, and she's got That's short right. dark hair, which is where short haired woman, that keyword comes and from. And walks around with Johnny Knoxville for the entire movie yep for reasons um <laughs> hey, i like johnny knoxville he's fine um yeah cool i don't know what calzone is though it's been a long time calzone I... uh it's a pizza place is where the all the keys are all the um what the first clue is oh it's at a pizza place right sure um yeah. the, there's a there's a key with a to a locker a storage locker in grand central station right but it's at the pizza place yeah. so and, and that's we where were, rosario dawson works we were kind of talking about michael jackson but he's like briefly in this movie right yes he is he's a he's like a he's an operative he's not an agent in the mib because he's an alien oh. they don't let aliens be <clears throat> agents. agent m right he wants to be agent m but they won't let him mm-hmm. um because he's an alien yeah Cool. Um, these aren't the same. <laughs> they, they, well, they are. It's, it's the same well, movie. They just, flip, they just flip J and K. So she's searching for a powerful artifact called the Light of Zartha. But that's the same thing in the first room, right? Like, yeah, he's they're looking. For the galaxy. For the galaxy. Yeah, which, which is on lies in Orion's part. belt. And... Well, sorry, that yeah. one's cool though with like all the universes are like marbles that are being yeah. flipped around by aliens yeah. same thing happens at the end of the second one there is a storage <laughs> locker inside of a huge alien thoroughfare or something like something ridiculous yeah. that's how I want a Game of Thrones to end was because they they left there like in the first couple seasons they dropped hints that people think the sky is blue because they're in the giant blue eye of or of a, a blue eye of a giant named McCumber mm-hmm. and I was like I want like a men in black style like zoom out <laughs> to a giant yeah. And it's, it's like, like Macomber, so come for dinner. Too, gosh. That's anyway. been overdone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, cool. Uh, do we want to talk about the rap from this one? Oh, yeah, I have it queued up. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you were going to try to skip over it, oh, but no. there was no, no way I was going to let that I would not let you. Um, 
Let me see if we can find it. Parentheses, black suits coming. <laughs> Other way around. Oh, is that what it is? Black oh. suits coming. See, I, parentheses, nod your head. I only ever knew it as nod your head. That's all I ever knew it as. Yep. Good stuff. I don't know why I would think that. Oh, that's right. Everybody screams, nod your head! The entire time. That's why I thought that. Alright, well let's talk about Men in Black 3. So this one actually came out in 2012, so it's like, you know, not that old. Do we have to talk about it? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. um, because it has the Apollo stuff in it, and you know I love that. Mm. Um, okay, so here is... Should I share the plot keywords for this one first? <laughs> yes. yes. They're as good as the last one. Alright, well they're not quite as good as the last one, but... <laughs> Escape from Prison, Chinese Restaurant, Andy Warhol character... Neil Armstrong character, good versus evil. Who searches? Like, what <laughs> happens then if you click and you're like, I want only movies featuring Chinese restaurants. I only want a movies featuring an Andy Warhol Here, character. Wait. We yeah. now need to look and see what happens if you just... Can you click that yeah, you, and get... Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me see here. Okay, Chinese restaurant. What have I got? I hope Chinatown's on there. Most popular Chinese restaurant <laughs> movies and TV shows. Uh, let's see. Venom. <laughs> number one Limitless Men in Black 3 Old, Old Boy, boy. It, oh my gosh. Ghostbusters the, the this 2016 yeah the 2016 one Amazing Spider-Man 2 Nightcrawler Old, Old Boy, boy again. again Now You nice. See Me 2 Those so basically a whole lot of blockbuster <laughs> yeah. anyway okay so here's the storyline after breaking out of a moon-based maximum security prison, Boris the Animal decides to go back in time and eliminate the person who arrested him, Agent K. When he does so, Agent J realizes that the timeline has been changed, and he too travels back to July 15th, 1969, the day before Agent K is killed. After overcoming some disbelief, J manages to convince young K and others of just who he is and why he's there. With the help of a being who can see all timelines, they track Boris down. Jay also learns a secret, something Old K had never told him. So, basically what happens here is, uh, yeah, there's bad guy, Boris the Animal. Um, who who's, who plays Boris the Animal? Jemaine Clement! I really? didn't realize that! It doesn't it's matter. Jemaine Clement! He's not, he's not very funny in it, though. No. He's just a monster with bad teeth. <laughs> it's really anyway. very sad. It's very sad. <laughs> but anyway, so he... He goes back in time and kills Agent K. So Jay figures it out. He goes back in time. Um, Jay who's and still Will Smith. Yes, yeah. still Will Smith. Okay. And then he meets up with K, who is played by Josh Brolin. Doing a very good Tommy Lee. Jones very good Tommy Lee impression. Not actually Jones. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so then the secret that Jay learns is that basically his father was killed in the standoff with Boris the Animal that results from this. Um, and Kay has basically been looking out for him his whole life and like erases his memories that he doesn't know that his dad was killed by an alien, mm -hmm. but like gives him 
this backstory about how his father was like a hero so that he can grow mm-hmm. up like idolizing his father. And yeah, and then yeah, so and sweet. that's what drives him to be a cop, which then in turn makes him yeah. fall in with the MIB and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which like in the first movie, Kay essentially picks Jay to be his replacement and like knowing that backstory I think is really touching. It's like, oh he's been looking out for him his whole <laughs> life. Anyway. So yeah. Oh, uh, Rip Torn is the head of the MIB in the first two movies. Oh, yeah. And then Emma Thompson takes over for yes. Rip Torn yeah. uh, as head of the MIB in Emma Black And then she's back for uh, MIB International as the head of the American branch of the MIB. Liam Neeson is the head of the English MIB, it seems. Yeah. Yep. So. That's it. That's I have this song pulled up, but Do it's it. almost a travesty. It's oh, Pitbull. It's Pitbull. Oh, yeah. It's Pitbull. But Just I, do it anyway. But I can play it. So that way bit. people can understand why it's a travesty. Yes. Miami. I'm waiting through a nap now. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, Miami, Miami. Miami. <laughs> I mean, the, it does end up at Cape Canaveral, so I mean. Yeah. It's close enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. He does say Cape Canaveral in there, so. Come on, take it down. Take it down. Yeah, is that the main part of the song? I don't know. Who cares? It's not good. I forgot to explain some of those plot keywords really quick. So, um, because they're back in time in the 60s, they stop by Andy Warhol's, like, studio because he's an alien right no he's an undercover agent agent. that's what it is and he's acting really weird yeah it's bill Hader, i think yeah who's playing andy warhol yeah and then um neil armstrong comes up (laughs) because the face-off with boris the animal actually takes place on the launch pad for apollo 11 so they have to use like the little escape baskets they like manage to get boris the animal like down to the beach instead and that's Mm. where um that's where jay's dad is killed so yeah and there's a chinese restaurant in the beginning yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know I just wanted to make sure that one was in play. Uh, yep. Cool. That's fucking uh, black. Yeah. Um, so yeah, have made a ton of money, so yes, it's really have. no surprise that they're going to keep making them. Yeah. Even the last one made um, over six hundred and twenty-four million worldwide. Wow. Yeah, it, they do make a lot because, like, and like we said, the original one is really very good. Like, mm-hmm. it's um. It's not perfect, but I think it's still pretty funny. still holds up pretty well. Men in Black is like the ultimate blockbuster movie to me because it is not good. Like, it's not a great movie by any stretch, but it is entertaining, and that is what they are going for. So, And yeah. I think that Men in Black International looks like more of the same. Like, I think it's going to be really entertaining, but it's yeah. not going to be like, oh, that was the best movie of the year. Which, like which is part of why I kind of dislike the third one because, like, and I, I talked to my mom about this because she that's her favorite is the third one because she's like, it's so sweet. There's this thing with his dad. And I was like, but that's not what these movies are. <laughs> like, these movies are just kind of... And we, we... Well, I guess it's coming out next week, but we talked about this in regards to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Like, it was never meant to be like, oh, it's so touching. It was meant to be like... Monsters is, killing yes. each other. Yeah. And Men in Black was meant to be like, oh, it's this underground organization that's fighting aliens. It's fun. It's action. Like, there's... And there's a bunch of comedy in it. Like, Tommy Lee Jones is doing great. Will Smith is... Peak Will Smith, I think, in Men in Black. And, like... 
and then to introduce like this, oh, but there's this sweet, tender heart, and it's just like, nah, it's, okay, it's okay. aliens, man. But to be fair, to be fair to this movie, like, there was a lot of nostalgia around Men in Black, and this, the third one came out ten years after the second one. So, people have been, like, people were nostalgic about these characters, and I think that people wanted, like, something that paid homage to that. Yeah. And so I think having, like, the the more, like, sentimental, emotional connections between J and K, I think was doing fan service and i think it works i think it works really well so yeah i haven't seen it since it came out yeah and i don't, I don't I remember just being like this is weird just shoot some <laughs> aliens and stuff man so basically that connects men in black to the toy story franchise that we'll be talking about next week <laughs> yeah oh gosh wait That's how gonna... does it connect i am well i'm saying it's following the same pattern right oh, like sure, yeah. they the first Two, they all kind of came out around the same time. Like yeah. Toy Story also came out like around. Yeah, I think you Toy know, Story was ninety five. The first MIB was ninety seven. So yeah. yeah, and then they had a second one a couple years later. But then they mm-hmm. both waited like a decade and then dropped this third one. That kind of yeah. and now it's waiting like one. almost a whole other decade. Yeah. Before doing <laughs> the difference is that Men in Black is doing a spinoff rather than a direct sequel, That's which true. I yeah. actually think. This is going to sound weird, is a better choice. Oh, yeah. So, Men in Black is making a better choice than Pixar. I said it there. <laughs> I mean, you Fine. haven't seen either of the movies yet, so you can't We're know. Gonna see. No, but <laughs> I think we'll it's see. a better choice. It wrapped up so, Toy Story 3 wrapped up so well. Just leave it alone, yeah. man. Just leave it alone. Or do a spinoff or something. But I think a spinoff's a good. I- I'll see anything at this point with Tessa Thompson in it. I think she's yeah. great in everything. Yeah, she's great. And we know that her and Chris Hemsworth have like good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. So it should be and fun. Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok is no lie one of my top Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. If it's more of like the same kind of comedy and like the two of them together, like I'm down. And, Le- and Liam Neeson uh, can actually do some comedic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he's not asked to like lead a comedy... He can be really good. I, I kind of think of him kind of like Michael Keaton and the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's like the leader of it, but he like throws in these jokes type of thing, but he doesn't even really realize that he's doing jokes and that kind of a thing. So if that's what they do with Liam Neeson, then that should be pretty good. Yeah, And I'm sorry, Emma Thompson is hysterical. Yeah, she's great. And if, to the people here that are listening to this and think, Men in Black International does not sound like my jam, just go and see Emma Thompson in Late Night, which also comes out this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because she's so freaking funny. Yeah. So, yeah, between between all those people, I think this will be fun. Yeah, and Kumail so Nanjiani. Yep. Yes. Like, lots of funny people. Yeah, so. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm excited for it. And now I want to go back and watch Men in Black 3 because I didn't realize it was Jermaine Clement. He's not funny. That's the problem. <laughs> they maybe, cast... maybe we would know, view man. it differently knowing it was Jermaine. I, I, I didn't... I remember sitting there being like, this guy's weird in 2012. Why would I be like, it's different now. <laughs> is he not always a little weird? A yeah, he way, is always a little he's weird. He's always a little weird. But it's made okay because we love him. Yeah. I, I don't... Okay. <laughs> Anyway, cool. Well, I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for us this episode. Uh, so yeah, join us next time. We're gonna be talking about Toy Story, like Shannon talked about. We've already recorded it, and we know it's gonna be good. So not that you'd remember. Yeah. That's gonna be what you sing from now on. Because <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, so yeah, um, follow us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes. Follow us on Twitter at PC Footnotes. Uh, shoot us an email or a message or whatever you want to do if there's something specific you want us to talk about. Or if you think that you are an expert on any pop culture thing and want to come on the show and talk to us about it, we'd love to have you. Um, be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.